Hi, welcome to me and my imaginary friends, the podcast, um, where you know we like to promote positivity and self-love. Um, here with me today is Man. Hi there. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, she's uh, Bailey's grandmother. And she's been like super, super cool and supportive of like this entire journey. And like, I don't know, like, I don't think there's a lot of grandmothers out there that would just kind of like be cool to just chat for an hour. I mean, we do that all, a lot, anyways. We just kind of talk. But you know, um, I thought I'd try to get it recorded. Remember, if you find today's podcast entertaining and would like to participate next time, you can always join our Discord server where we like to shoot the shit and maybe plan on what kind of topics we'll talk about next. Today's question of the day is, who was your celebrity crush? When I was younger, that would be Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra? Oh, okay. You know. You got little steely blue eyes? Yes, the steely blue eyes. Yeah, I, oh my god, I used to love <laughs> Teddy, here. That's the dog, Mark. Teddy, come here, come here. I used to love watching all of his movies. Um, him, what was that one with like, New York, New York? I don't know, I don't remember. <laughs> uh, for, for the longest time, like, that was his ring, whatever that is, like, I think it's like baritone. Like, that's the only kind of range and singing I could sing, right? Hold on a second. Sorry, the dog felt, uh, lonely. So, uh... We have the most spoiled dog in the history of dogs, in case yeah, you're wondering. Yeah, kind of. Um, but the reason I wanted to talk about celebrity crushes is because, like, uh, I kind of wanted to transition into dating, right? Uh, I've been listening to Aziz Ansari's Modern Romance, and uh, he started talking about, like, I mean, we'll get to it, but, like, um... He wanted to. He started getting into like the differences between like what it was before to what it is now, and it's wildly different, right? Like my experience was like totally gonna be way different from her. So I'm just, I'm very curious of what if there's any truth to what he says, right? But uh, yeah. Uh, so any other celebrity crushes that you had? Uh, when I was maybe a year, year and a half older. It was would be Gene Krupa. Gene Krupa, who's that? Drummer. A drummer. Uh, yes. Huh. <laughs> um, he, I guess, caught my fancy. I was very much into the type of music he drummed for. Oh, okay. Okay. And. I think I guess dr like liking drummers is part of the family. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 I mean, Bailey is kind uh, kind of dating a drummer right now, kind of, and I say kind of because I haven't really practiced in a long time. Right, right. It's way back in high school, right? Um, Marlon Brando, that's the name. You know, oh, Marlon Brando. Yes, I know who Marlon Brando was. Um. I was like, Brandon Marlowe? Is, is that his name? I wanted to ask her about her crushes beforehand as well. But uh, did you find him? I never crushed on Marlon Brando. Really? 
Wow. He was quite different from Frank Sinatra or Gene Grupa. I mean, Frank Sinatra has like that kind of like, like the suave bad boy kind of like that yes, kind of like the fedora. Which now, if you have a fedora these days, it probably doesn't spell out as like. Uh, it, it doesn't. It doesn't have the same connotations. Back then, you had like this whole gangster appeal, but now it's like a little cringy. If I may ask, if I, if I'm if I'm if I'm being completely honest, it's a little cringy to see someone wearing a fedora and like. I mean, if I did it, I literally looked at just like neckbeard McGee. I mean, I'm not that it's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's like, uh, it's not an appealing look for me. <laughs> Uh, but well, I never thought of Frank Sinatra as looking like a gangster. No, but I was. That was his um, thing, though. Like, he's like be part of the Rat Pack. Oh well, you know that's when that was later not, on. Yeah, later on the oh. Rat Pack came into being. Yeah, because that's him, Dean Martin, and like two other guys. Um, yeah. I can't remember. I only know those two, but I, I'm pretty sure if someone told me, I'd be like, yes, that's it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Marlon, uh, sorry, not Marlon. <laughs> I keep going back to Marlon Brando. Um, Frank Sinatra is a great pick. Just because. Uh, he was pretty popular when I was young. But he sang with big bands. And yeah. his songs, his, uh, he did a lot of love songs. And, you know, teenage girls and love songs. Well, yeah. What's even to question? I mean, okay. So, what was okay? I, I guess uh, rock and roll would have been like the absolute like, like you have to be like a rebel of some sort to like really get into like rock and roll and get into like the whole thing. Um, well, I guess it, it depended on your parents and their view of it. And I guess it was, as far as I know, small town, country, the attitude was different, like farming country, than big city Vancouver. That's fair. There was a big difference shift in uh, values, I guess, and, and the way people were parented. So would you say, which one's more conservative? I feel like the farming country... The, the, the farming community no, is a bit more no. conservative. Well, I, again, it depends what town you're from and what family, hmm. what form of parenting you do. But my experience was that... You, you told me you're from... It's a very um, small town. Which is a whole um, Mormon town. Which a is, Mormon town. I feel like they'd be, like, the most conservative people. I mean, like... Well, from what I've heard of Mormons, they're like super nice and super friendly and super like uh, courteous and like helpful. Like they, they're always willing to give you their time. So like, hats off to them. But like, at the same time, like they're always just like uh, the, the impression I get is that they're the you know like very you know solemn. They're very like they they don't want to cross any sort of boundaries with anybody. I don't know. Um... In a, being part of a Mormon family, I found them um, very child-oriented. They're, uh, they almost worship children. Oh, okay. Um, 
That makes sense. Yeah. And did I guess because it was a small town, and when I was there visiting my Mormon family, everybody in the town knows everybody else. So there didn't seem to be the stress about where you were. Like, you knew that whatever you were doing, whoever you was you were with, your parents were going to know about it instantly. Right. Oh, we also had party lines. Oh, party lines? What's a party there line? There were a telephone. The telephone, there were five people on your party line. And Wait, you can call five people at the same time? No, you, you were all hooked up. It's like if you had five houses on our telephone line, oh. you could hear all the conversations. Oh, so that's similar to, like, say, having, like, people listening to all, like, it was p someone picking up the phone here and being like, hey, how's it going? And then, like, oh, whoops, my bad, sorry. Someone's already on the phone. Mm -hmm. Like, we often were told, you kids get off the phone we're having a conversation it's not your turn oh wow because being children of course we like to listen in to what all the neighbors were saying and doing yeah i mean i, mean, I guess i didn't really have a super super need for privacy I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, uh, but the phone would ring. Like our ring was five rings. Yeah. So if you were first on the line, you'd have one ring and then wait, and one ring, and you'd know that was so and so's phone, and they were to pick it up. Okay. Then there was someone had two, then three, then four. Our ring was five. Okay. But, so you had to wait till like you just like come on, someone's trying to call me. Oh, come on, it just got to three. <laughs> no, we always picked up because we were nosy. Oh. <laughs> nosy kids. Okay. And they always knew it was us. You Nielsen kids get off the line. Uh wait, how far were the how far were the houses from each other? Oh so that was when we lived in town. They moved our house from the They moved our house from the farm to the town. Mm -hmm. So what I remember, or was old enough to remember, was when we were in town. But then that was totally different from my life in Vancouver, because my mom and I moved to Vancouver, mm -hmm. and my sisters and brothers and oh. my stepmother and old were you when you seven. moved? I was seven. You were seven? Okay. So in Vancouver, everything was very tense. It was like, if you go on the bus, don't talk to strangers. You don't know who they are. I mean, there was people all over the place. You didn't know any of them. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was a whole different ballgame. I mean, that kind of makes sense. Um, because like you, you knew, you didn't know exactly what people, I guess, were and who, what they offered. And or if they were just gonna be like kind as kind and courteous as you were, um, you were just kind of like, or yeah, I don't know. My mother was very worried about having a seven-year-old child in Sin City, as Vancouver was known in Alberta. Oh, <laughs> when I was young. That's oh, that's funny because um, when I moved to Canada, 
I'm, I, I grew up in the Philippines, and I I think I was seven as well. I was seven, I was seven when I moved to Canada, and we moved to Toronto, and the like she had no worries that i would like you know i i'd know how to take care of myself like this kid who grew up in a third world country and just kind of grew up scrapping on the street in the streets i, I mean like, i actually kind of got into a couple of fights like back then as a kid but like um so uh we you know having this kid that would just do that and he Okay, you're not allowed to get angry with me on this, but, but I had multiple girlfriends as a kid. Obviously, you know, as a kid, they, they don't mean anything, but like, you know, um, I don't know. I guess I was kind of like a uh, head honcho of my whatever group I had. Whatever. I, I had like, I, I guess I was the oldest or something. Um, or I, all, all I can remember is that... I kind of already had a business as a kid. Uh, I fixed bikes. And I guess that gained me a little bit of respect, especially amongst the, you know, uh, the kids in the community. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, I was... And I'd fight people. I'd fight people quite a bit. So I'd fight people, I repaired bikes, and I guess that... I, I I had a couple of girlfriends as a kid, and my parents were like, "Yeah, we're not worried about him. We're just, he'll do whatever. He'll uh he'll he'll probably you know try to control some sort of like local kid gang here as well." But they were completely wrong because when I moved here, I knew that I was going to be a social outcast. Considering I didn't know anything about the language, I was a smart kid. I don't know. I'm really dumb now, but uh, uh, um, yeah. So I was thinking to myself, I'm gonna be a social outcast for for a little while because I'm gonna have. I knew what accents were, so I, I knew I was gonna have an accent, and I'm gonna need to learn the language. I'm gonna need to learn how to like really follow the style of the people and that's exactly what i did i just kind of learned that and like my parents um i mean i still got like detentions and like all that but never as bad as when i was in the philippines uh i mean i even though i went to like like private school over there uh when i get when i went to like you know when it came to like uh hanging out outside in the playgrounds like i was the man I th at least i think I don't know. I might be remem remembering that all wrong. But uh, when... Yeah, I, I, she had, like, no worries. Right? Well, my mother was very tense. Of course, there's a difference. There's a difference between being a boy and being a girl. I mean, you can still Even slap people if you're a girl. Well, not really. <laughs> no? No, girls didn't do that. <laughs> In the olden days, before your time, <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, like, I, I don't know. I keep hearing. I, I've heard a lot of stories of uh, uh, because I used to also work, in, or not volunteer at a uh, 
seniors home? Yeah, at a senior center. And, like, they'd be telling me, like, oh, man, like, the boys would come around, they try to hit on us, and then we just literally smack their faces. We're like, holy shit! Oh! <laughs> that sounds very aggressive! Dorothy, what the hell? She's like, eh, what are you gonna do? Well, that wasn't my experience. <laughs> no? Okay. In the first place, I wasn't allowed to do that. In the second place, I was um, a very shy child. Okay. In a big town. But I did like to ride the bus. Okay. Because that was a novelty. I mean, in there were no buses. I mean, there probably are now, right? No. No, there are no buses in there. Really? So you literally have to, like, drive or, like, take that horse everywhere? Or walk. I would think would be, like, a huge place. Kind of, no, like, there's only 2,000 people in which is the same size as the high school that my daughters went to. Okay, okay. That's so, that's still kind of a lot of people, but at the same time, like, obviously, compared to Vancouver, which is now in the millions, I believe. Well, I don't know. Anyway, I used to like to drive the bus. And I would... My mother worked, and my stepfather worked. Mm -hmm. So that meant that I was looking after myself a lot of the time. Right. Um, so often I would get on the bus and ride it to mm -hmm. wherever it went, which was fine, except sometimes I didn't always remember to bring enough money to get back. And that was usually a problem. <laughs> Don't they have, like, a uh, a system now where, like, if it's, like, past 8 o'clock and you're a woman or a female, uh, they'll usually let you on the bus for free and just be like, hey, can you let me off at this stop? And then they will stop there, even if there's no bus stops. There. I don't know if they have that because I'm never out that late anymore. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I and I wasn't out late at that time I'm talking okay. about. It might be a more recent thing then, because that's, I, I know that's a thing now. I don't know if they still had that back then. I know often the bus driver, or the tram driver, Yeah. sometimes it was a tram or a streetcar, um, they would just kind of laugh at me and say, get on. Aww. And, you know, where so you live. So it's kind of like an agreed upon thing. And, and so they let me off where I know where I lived. But my mother didn't know about that, of course. <laughs> anyway, that that was a big excitement for me, mm -hmm. driving all over Vancouver on the bus. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I mean, I guess where I wanted to lead this conversation into is like, uh, uh, you, you know, you you told me about some stories about like, uh, I think it was when you were living in. Uh, you you tended to you, you you tended to go to like a couple of like the the places over there like the oh the rink. ice skate the roller rink the yeah. roller rink and was there an ice skating place there? Um, no, that was when I was in Vancouver. I went to Carisdale mm. ice rink. Okay, okay, okay. Because I is that still there? I don't know. Because I, know, I think it is. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to look that up later. Uh, I know there's the ice rink below, there's a, I think it's, um, 
What's that street again? Uh, it's right by the Vancouver Art Gallery. Downtown. Yeah. Oh downtown. yes, it's in the middle of the the. Not Burrard. It's whatever that street was. It it's in the middle of. Um... Yeah, it's like there's a plaza. It's that like open air. Yeah. Downtown. Yeah. Yeah, lots of people go there. You can just go with your ice skates and skate. Like Carisdale Arena was where. Oh, it's 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 in it's indoor. Yes, it's indoor. Okay. And it's um. It's where you could go and take ice skating lessons oh. and ice dancing lessons, and I fancied that, so my mother let me go. Okay. Is that when, uh, around the age where, like, like you started to notice the boys, or the boys started to notice you and be like... I don't think they ever noticed me, but I noticed them. Oh, <laughs> Nan. <laughs> oh, <And> no. <laughs> that was at the roller rink in Burnaby. <laughs> okay, that was at the roller rink. All right, did you, did you um, uh, mostly go with your girlfriends and stuff? No, I went by myself. You went by yourself? You didn't. Well, bring... I didn't really know. See, we moved from we moved to Vancouver, and then I had quite a few friends, and I went to school a lot in Vancouver. Right. And then we moved to Burnaby, and again, I got there, and I didn't know anyone. Oh, so this is like so. This was, was this your way of like trying to meet people and like be like, hey, how's it going? Well, they didn't have any ice rinks, so I went roller skating. That's fair. Flexible, right? Yeah. I mean, like, you already kind of have the skill of, like, oh, you have the skill of balancing yourself on, like, one foot, like, mm -hmm. while moving at, like, super high yes. speeds. Well, right? I don't know about super high, but, yeah, I didn't fall down much. You didn't, like, <laughs> tackle people or anything? No, like I didn't tackle I... people. I'm a girl, not a boy. There's a sport what? right now. The, 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 yes, I've seen it. The on roller TV. derbies. Yeah. No. My, I actually wanted there was to see. There's no roller derby. <laughs> I wanted to see that. I still kind of want to see that. Like, uh, one of my friends moved here uh, when I was, like, right after college. And she immediately got into, like, the roller derby kind of a scene. And, I mean, she moved back to Ontario by the time I moved over here. But. I think that was one of the things I wanted to see the most. I was just like seeing people just kind of like elbow each other and just like <laughs> I've never seen whiplash, but I would imagine that's exactly what it is. We're just like you know well, them running around and then like I have watched the roller derby on TV, and no, I didn't. That's not the way I roller skated. No? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ever see anybody as a child roller skating like that. Okay. But anyway, it, I mean, I, I, I it kind of roller skated like that. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> okay, well, the, the reason was is because like uh, we had these uh, hockey, like uh, we'd have like outdoor hockey games, and uh, I don't know, like some of the guys were like super into like the whole like like you know like the the fights that they were doing, so mm -hmm. they would actually go out and fight, but like. Uh, I think I had a little bit of anger management problems as a kid. So, uh, you know, past a certain point, I kind of, like, don't know when to stop. And I just kind of, like, lose all memory of it. And I remember... I remember... Uh, I think my brother has the same thing. 
um uh because you know we we get into these fights and then like we just kind of like not stop until like someone's actually like bleeding my one my brother actually uh was the one to run because he didn't have skates he'd be running after this uh guy named i'll bleep all these names out so uh he'd be running after my friend and he'd be running with like a hockey stick just kind of like trying to like wail at him but like obviously in, uh roller skates so it's just like he can run but like that was terrifying catch him. <laughs> yeah it was terrifying it was only when like he went like the full block no i think i, I think he went twice so the first time he went through i couldn't catch him because he was still kind of like waving it right but by the second by the second run he was tired enough for me to like grab the stick and like throw him to the ground and be like no <laughs> i know he's an idiot but don't wave the stick at me <laughs> so you know we, we kind of got into those kinds of uh uh situations violent role how wedding. much older were you than your younger brother uh two years no mm -hmm. about a year and a half mm -hmm. So, uh, I'm 1990, he's 1992, but I'm like late, and he's like mid, mm -hmm. right? So about a year and a half. So it's not like too, too far away, but I still had like the two years yeah. difference. Yeah, you were I the could, older brother. You I can claim that, right? <laughs> and, and like even with my, uh, one of my best friends, like, um, he was two months younger than me. I'm December, he was February. And, like, I always had, like, this whole, like, haha, I'm a year older than you. And he'd be like, no! You're only two months older than me! But I'm like, yeah, but I'm, like, a year in terms of grades as well. So I'm like, technically you're superior. I don't know, just saying. And he got so angry, he's just like, that's fucking bullshit! You know smarter than you and he wasn't he was like really smart. He was like, you know, like genius level like yeah. piano and stuff, but I was just like Yeah, but like what are you learning right now? He's just like, oh fuck you, Judy. See, that's different. That's a guy thing. Although my next cousin next in line and I always fought even up until I was about 35. Your nephew, your cousin? Who was the oldest, yeah. Oh. Um, but you know who's the oldest now, right? Like, I always knew I was the oldest. It was he didn't know who was the oldest. Uh, he always thought he was the oldest. But finally, when I was about 35, he admitted that I was... You're older than oh, 35. <laughs> must have been hard for him to do. That's a long time to admit it. Just like for 35 years, you're just like, God damn it. Like, I know she's older, but like, I don't want to admit it. Like, that's like, that's something like, but you see, maybe an 18 year old would be insecure with. But you see, I was a girl and he was a boy and he was the oldest boy. You were. My grandmother had 49 grandchildren. Mm -hmm. I was the oldest. I want to make that quite clear. <laughs> and he always thought he was the oldest. Yeah. But he finally admitted that he wasn't. But he was the oldest boy. I think that's something I can claim to myself. I think 
of everyone in my mom's side at least, I am the oldest boy. Just because, um, you know, I was born at least seven years older than everyone. Even though, like, some of them are, like, seven, like, not even a word of a lie, like, seven feet tall. Like, he'd, one of my cousins would hit his head on that door frame and just be like, oh, so, and he's, like, the deepest voice. He's, like, in, he, he's literally in Harvard right now playing bas basketball, right? Just because he's super tall. Too many vitamins. I mean, his, his, his parents were, like, super tall as well like i didn't we no one thought he'd be that big right but his mom was like really tall they'd still obviously fit through the doors um like a normal people but like dang like this kid grew like i think he was a a 15 pound baby <laughs> that was a heavy wow. baby no kidding <laughs> and by the time he was like what age 10 he was like this. Uh, I was the oldest by at least seven years of the next kid mm -hmm. that that was my brother, right? So uh, he was tall. He was as tall as his sister, right? I was like, say I was. Uh, I think I no no it wasn't it wasn't seven years it was a, it was like five years but like I think between me and him it was seven years. That's seven years of a difference. I was taller by that him by that much, and I think he was. I was seventeen and he was ten. That's how that's how close we were. And I was like, "What the hell are you eating?" Vitamins. <laughs> that's funny because he had like the most adorable like uh, whatever the list thing is, but with ours. So he would always talk like this, like and, and like it was oh like. Uh, where do you want to go? Who do you want to see? Oh, I want to see uh, Ronald McDonald. And I'm like, oh, that's adorable. <laughs> that's... He got bullied quite a bit because he was like a huge kid. Yeah. A huge 10 year old. But like, you know what I mean? Like, you see him now, no one's going to fuck with him. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, you met, you started seeing all the boys in uh, Burnaby. Like, did you have like a plan? Did you have to be you were like, no, I had no plan. I wanna, I wanna go talk to. Uh, I'm gonna make up a name right here. Uh, I'm gonna talk to Steven right there. Yeah, Steven. Steven's cute. I wanna, I, I want that to. Ha I want this to happen. No. I had no plan. You had no plan. No, I had no plan. I just wanted to go skating. Okay. Okay. But that is where I met my eventual husband. Is that that skating there? I was gonna say like that is. My plan, having no plan at all. <laughs> um, uh, and so, so you, that's where you met. How old were you when you met? The I'll, I'll block out all these things. Um, I was still in school. Uh, I guess I was in grade eleven. Okay. When I met him at the rotary. Was yeah. he the same age? Uh, close? Uh, yes, there was, uh, I think I was a month older. Well, he was born in August and I was born in September. So I was maybe a month older than him. Wait, you're September? No, I, I was, I'm September, he was August. So, so I was nearly a year older than him, wasn't I? Oh, oh okay, oh, okay. Well, 
So uh, I'm gonna have to cut that off. Uh, we'll be right back after a short break. Cause, you know, we kinda need to freshen up a little bit with some water. back okay well i just changed up the camera for those people watching the video version of this podcast um but yeah so you mentioned that you met you met your husband at the skating rink right the roller skating rink yes yes we like, were in a did you guys like have that whole thing where you like you lock on you lock eyes and you're just like i don't know maybe you do that thing where you're like and you like turn no, away for a second. No, I don't think we did any locking eyes. No. He he was an excellent skater. Was that what got what what got to you? He was just like, and, dang, uh, he could uh, really like. There, I don't know. <laughs> move. There was a difference between ice skating and roller skating, but not much. Okay. So it didn't take me long to pick up roller skating. Hmm. Um. Well, I was thinking like maybe like. In ice skating, there might not be a lot of music, or if there's no, if there's any music at all. Whereas roller skating, there almost definitely always is music. Just oh, there was it's like, music. Yeah. yeah, it's almost like. But they they would have like. Um, what kind of songs would they have on? I don't remember what the songs were, whatever was popular at the time. But they was, like they would announce couples only, on the oh, rink okay. and. Uh, ladies' choice, just like that. See, knowing me, knowing how sly I am, and be like, whatever. Uh, I use that the, the couples only, just be like, hey, you want to skate around for a bit? Just call it, call ourselves uh, a couple. Cool, yeah, let's go. <laughs> so that's, I've done that. Um, uh, I don't know, just. Well, participate, he just obviously like, liked the way I skated, and some of the people that went to the skating rink didn't skate all that well. I mean, they're probably just there um, for like the company, well, the enjoyment. Just there for a good time, right? Yeah, the entertainment. So he, we used to skate together quite a bit mm -hmm. because I guess we had the same style of skating. So you were grade eleven; he was grade ten. Probably. Well, I didn't know. I mean, I lived in Burnaby. He lived in Vancouver. Okay. Wow, that's a, quite a distance, especially. Yeah, well, I guess it was skating. He liked uh, to roller skate, and that was the only one around. One of his choice. Okay. I respect I it. I suppose. I mean, I used to do, what, swing dancing? And I'd have to go into, like, this weird, like, uh, I mean it's not weird. It was, it was there was a church in the middle of like East Van, and then you'd uh you pay back then you would pay like four dollars if you were a member, and so you had to go to church. Yeah, I had to go to church. I had to pay to go to church, but that 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 gave me the ability to like you know to dance with literally anyone I wanted to dance with, right? And most people are usually like, yeah, let's go dance, right? Mm -hmm. Unless they're like super tired or they're just like having a conversation. Well, you have to pay to get into the roller rink, but you didn't have to have a, a, a church session to do it. No, 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 no. 
But that's interesting because the church two blocks up here from where we live. Mm -hmm. The the one when, that, uh, on the way on the way to uh, to Safeway, yeah, up Forty Fifth Avenue. Oh, that the 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 church over there, not yeah. the one over here where it's like. Or sorry, this not the one over here where it's closer to Champagne. Champagne. No. no, the one that's closer to Safeway. When Laura and Annette were young, as young as preschoolers, they wanted to go to that church because if they went to that church, they got a chocolate bar every time they went. Oh, I was going to say, like, was that where they met all the boys? <laughs> no. They were you, there for the chocolate Mom, bars. Wanna, can we go to church? Oh, I swear it's for the chocolate bars. It's not for the boys. I swear. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm on to you. I, 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 <laughs> I think all the neighborhood kids went there, so it may have been for the boys. Okay. Well, I mean, all for chocolate bars, you're going to get a very large yeah, that's a that's a very generous children. yeah that's a very generous church <laughs> for them to do that. Like the most you get from my church was like, well, you got to go like, swing dancing. Oh, I mean, like no, I mean like actual real church. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, it was like it was you get like the bread plus like oh, we had like a very sassy pre yeah. yeah we had like a we had like a very sassy preacher. So you'd get like a zinger. He'd like roast you. He'd like make fun of you for a little bit. And then you're just like, ah, it's okay, you're a good kid. And, you know, uh, on the outside, I'm like, ha But on the inside, I'm like, why am I going here just to be made fun of? <laughs> like, that hurts. Why would you say that? So, you know, uh, that was a thing with my church. I forgot. <laughs> I, I, I mean, he's a good guy. He, he, he seems like a fun dude. But like at the same time, like I just did not like him as a I don't think like growing up. I don't think the preacher's job is to be a good guy, dude. Uh, I mean, that's not what he's there for. Well, he, he kind of like that, that. That was his whole attitude. He's like, like he had like this whole like uh, like the jolly old man look, like the round fat cheeks, like Santa Claus, and like the white hair and like the like the same kind of mustache that I, that I do. But he'd be like. Sub dude, how you doing? And it wasn't like cringy at all. It was just kind of like it made sense. It just kind of seemed like, like that was something he would say. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it was just kind of like, you know, the for some reason the reason it made sense is because he wasn't trying to, he wasn't trying to like uh like be cool with the kids. He'd literally make fun of them. He'd be like, ah, look at you with your little bowl cut. What did what you do? Cut cut it with scissors? And I was just like. <laughs> No, I had someone professionally do this for me, but I couldn't say that or else I would look like I was lame. Yeah. So I'm just like, yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah, I think this is his name. Father. Scott's man. Scott. <laughs> Father, you're a dick. Oh, he might still be alive. He might still. I think he's he's definitely alive. He was a strong. He was a strong dude. He was probably like in his fifties ten years ago. So he might be in his sixties now. He Either way, my my, my 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 better watch your mouth. 
my point still stands. <laughs> and if that makes me an enemy of the church, so be it. I don't think it makes you an enemy of the church. Um, okay, so, uh, oh, I was, I was gonna get right to this, but, oh wait, uh, where's my book? Uh, I'll be right back. Oh, here it is. Okay, so I uh, well, I have I have the book uh, Modern Romance by Aziz Ansari, and uh, he was you know uh, trying to label or not 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 label. He was trying to say all the differences. He brought a whole bunch of like uh, old people together, and you know asked them a couple a couple of questions, and uh, you know they dug up a whole a whole bunch of research. Some of them from 1939. Which was the year I was born in. Was it, wait, was it 39? It was, uh, if, I'll correct myself in the future, I'll, uh, if, if I need to. Sorry, 32, 32, sorry, my bad. Oh, before I was born. So yeah, it's, this, this research was older than you are, and I, you know, uh, this guy named James Bossard, a sociologist of, from the University of Pennsylvania, interviewed 5,000 couples. Five, that's at least 10, I'm saying at least because, you know, you know, there could be like multiple, you know, polyamorous couples. So it can go from like, it could, that's at least 10,000 people being interviewed. That's a lot of people. 5,000 couples in the state of Pennsylvania and uh, in their research they found out that a third of the couples found their couple found their you know um, who they'd marry within a five block radius a sixth of of the couples found them in the same block right you know the same square right and an eighth would find them in the same building, right? From where they initially, from their childhood home. So when they were kind of like grown up and you know, uh, little Jane didn't know that she was gonna marry little Steven over there, right across the street. You missed your chance with Steven. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Just... I don't know. Uh, Steven was kind I of a dick. I didn't wanna live on a farm. <laughs> Steven was kind of a dick, but but even in smaller towns, like they they married within the town itself, like a, it, and you know they would only go as far as needed to to find a partner. Mm -hmm. So maybe they go to like the next town over or the next town over that. But if they can find one, they're good. They're just like yeah, I'm good. I'm fi I'm fine with this. Whereas people today literally have, um, you know. People all over the world on their phones talking, so they're, they're, they literally have their um, access to literally everyone in the world who has a smartphone, and it's so much harder to find love. It's so much, it's it's so much more um, of a uh, I guess a crazy uh, venture to do so, right? Because with all these possibilities, now you can't decide whether whatever you chose is the right one, right? A lot of the, a lot, a lot of the, uh, the women were around twenty when they uh, 
when they were when they married so around you were like 19 yeah so that, that's pretty accurate right my sister was 16 <clears throat> holy shit wow that is that is a child well i don't know <laughs> i mean did she stay in the farm area she married within the city. The, the, the no, within the the area. Another farmer's son. And uh, was that like? Did she? Was she with the same person, or did she end up getting divorced? And um, she did eventually end up having a divorce, but that was not until her kids were all grown. Um, okay. But yeah, so like th- th- that was still kind of like a long marriage. Oh yes, it was a long marriage. Okay. And they, interestingly enough, they had a, I, I guess a habit or something in the town of Raymond. I went back to Raymond for the, for the, for my sister's wedding. Mm-hmm. And. The boys, like the, the, the boys. young man, the young men about, say, uh, 17, 18, 19, in that age group. We're looking for their, suitors? No, their thing was to steal the bride on the wedding day. So we were having... Was, was it like a ritual, like, ha-ha, we stole the bride, and now you have to go find oh, her? Oh, they kept her. They, they kept her overnight. Till the next day. I don't know where they took her. I should ask her. I wonder if she remembers. But they did. We were all in the, like, you know, you get married in the church. Mm -hmm. And then there was the church hall, so the wedding reception was in the church hall. And we were all in the church hall having the wedding reception with all the food and all the relatives from both sides. And and they came and took her. And I don't okay. know where they took her to, but she never came back just, till the next day. I guess that's just a tradition. You're just like, yeah, they stole well, the there, bride. there's your wife, Bill. Okay. Oh, there cool. she goes. <laughs> See you later, honey. And uh, if you don't watch it, you're going to get taken soon. I mean, I don't know who's going to marry you, but we'll find somebody for you. Okay, buddy? <laughs> just yeah, thing. they did. They stole her, and that, that, that was nobody was shocked. Apparently, that's just what they did. <laughs> just <laughs> I was know, shocked. I was the only one. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I've, I've seen that kind of thing, I guess, happen in like TV shows, but like it's usually very exaggerated, right? Uh-huh. Like, like uh, I, there's a show called The Office, and like spoilers for those who haven't seen it yet. So Bailey. You know, you're watching The Office right now. In the final season, there is uh, this guy named Mose, and his brother Dwight was getting married, right? So what they did was uh, he'd be like, it'd just be him doing this whole prank thing. But uh, he'd take her and like just run off with her. She's like a tiny little lady, so he just like full on sprinting <laughs> with her on his shoulder, and she's like, Mose, what are you doing? And I was just like, what is happening? But, you know, from the way you told it, this is a normal occurrence. 
Apparently it was. Okay. I mean, it's also like a Mormon town, so like, maybe this is something that they do. I think Dwight was uh, Mormon or something. I don't know. But I have to tell you, like, <clears throat> it's 11 years younger than I am. Oh, God. So I was an old lady by then compared to her. So you said she's the one that married at 16. Yes. So you were 27? Yes, yes. Okay. So I'd been married for a long time. Okay. I mean, like, I guess he probably didn't experience the whole, like, courtship rituals growing up um, in Raymond, because you were here when you were seven years old. Yes, that's right. So I guess it was, like, a complete culture shock, whereas they're probably like, oh, there's Mary right now just being carried away. All right. See you later, Mary. Uh, Bill, you're just gonna have to wait. Well, everyone thought it was very funny. <laughs> I did not. My sister did not think it was funny. I, if, if, I'm, I'm, I swear, uh, if that happened between me and Bailey, I think both of us I would have. I could arrange a... it. Oh no! <laughs> I was gonna say like that. Like, we both freak out. She, she's just like she's like no. And I would just be like, you know, like people would be trying to stop me, I guess. Just like, God, no, what are they doing to Bailey? And then like, oh, okay. Uh, I guess it's a normal thing. Like, <laughs> is this all, is this the thing white people do? I don't know. <laughs> well, I'll arrange it. Just <laughs> so you know. <laughs> I mean, you're going to have to tell them. lots of them. <laughs> you're going to have to tell, you're going to have to tell me that day of just like, oh, oh no, 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 no. Be a surprise. Oh God, no. <laughs> Okay, um, but uh, Aziz Ansari actually um, like uh, mentioned a couple of like people who uh, you know told them their age and told them exactly where they they met their future spouses. Um, Victoria, <coughs> I think this is a study back done back in 2012, 2014. So Victoria at the time was sixty eight. She uh, married at 21, and she found her husband in the same apartment complex. The guy was 29, or 28, and they were married for 48 years. Sandra married a guy, uh, is it across the street? Yes, across the street, I can't read my own writing. <coughs> Sandra, Sandra, 78, married a guy literally across the street from her. Stevie, a girl, I assume, was 69 and she married someone down the hall this is not even like you know the same building but we're like in different floors and we never saw each other and then like one day we locked eyes it was literally down the hall you would see them at least like once a week right like maybe you're doing laundry or something alfredo met his uh girlfriend or wife uh across the street um Wait, 14 out of the 36 married people within walking distance from their childhood homes, right? And, you know, some of, the, some of them were from the same street, neighborhood, or building. And a lot, you know, he asked them, like, hey, why didn't you limit yourselves? Like, you know, you had the ability to, like, you're in this big city. You're in Pennsylvania, right? Like, you, there's a lot of people here. Um, they, A lot of them just kind of shrugged and, and said, like, that wasn't what it was done. What was done? You, you know, found someone, literally right there, and you just married them, right? And I think the motivations 
for marriage have also changed as well, right? Because uh, back then, uh, and I think you might be able to attest to this, maybe Seth, tell me if it's true, but like uh, a lot of women didn't have a lot of, you know, uh, freedom or power in their house. And, you know, they were always, always beholden to whatever their father says, their mother, any older siblings. In order for them to get any sort of freedom, they would have literally had to marry someone and then, you know, uh, you know, be they uh, a good husband or wife or not, they would have, you know, at least some sort of freedom away from, you know, families that literally probably never gave them any. So uh but you know they they get they, they got this freedom and what they would do is uh they would st they, they would have it start from like a, a simmering attraction to just like oh he's a nice guy all right i'll marry him right and he's from a you know pretty he has a good job and maybe th take off three things nice guy good job and i don't know he makes okay money right that was the that was all that was it that was requirements whereas now you know uh the teddy here, here the requirements for meeting anybody is i want them to be my soulmate my confidant my you know the one best friend that i always talk to at late at night and like the one person that will always be there for me the one cheerleader and uh he uh aziz in the book and the audiobook because I, I can't find my regular book uh claims that like what one person or what a whole village used to give you now we're asking for in one person and now that's made it really difficult to actually find you know someone like that because now we have all these crazy expectations of oh shit like are they are they handsome are they beautiful not only that do they ha do they have their shit together do they uh you know are they my best friend are they my confidant are, are, are they all these things that i was asking for from all these other people and are they available to me at my, my time of need um i mean no wonder why our options are so like why it's so much harder like we have all these we have all these options to date people but at the same time because now we have all these options we can be more picky and choosy maybe there's someone that's just that much better right that could fulfill all these requirements requirements and more right <laughs> So, I don't know, what do you think? Like, what women, I think? Yeah, women married back then for the freedom, whereas now they marry for the eternal, uh, fulfilling companion. Oh dear, that's a hard question. Um, I think it's all mixed up with the war years, with the First World War and the Second World War. Mm because the men of marriageable age during the war years were gone. 
right. who were gone to war. Some of them came back, some of them didn't. Um, you make it sound like they're like the women are just like, oh, we just want those guys to come back and then we'll, we'll jump, we'll pounce on them, and then get married, get all those kids, <laughs> pump them out as much as possible. <laughs> That's what it make, you make it sound like. I don't know. Um, <laughs> well, that could you know, literally a bone. The year I was that born was motivation. the year the war started, so right, I don't yes. really know what the women's deal was. I only know <laughs> the men were gone, and I know some of them didn't come back. Mm-hmm. Um, so now there's a shortage of men? I think so. I think oh. there was. Not only did the were the women becoming more independent, because... Somebody had to do the work while the men were gone. Yeah, because like a um, lot of women ended up becoming, you know, the factory workers. And they had the same, you know, like, they'd been making, like, the artillery, the bullets and all that. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I guess in your parents' case, they'd be making, uh, they'd be uh, tending to the farms. Right? Yeah. Your father was in the war. Or was in the war, and then he was brought back because he was a farm the, boy. Yes, that... Some of the Canadian farmers' sons went, signed up, and went and were trained, and then were sent back home because they needed the farm kids to be working the farms Mm -hmm. in order to have food provided for the troops and for Canada. Yeah, for the rest of the world. So he was sent back to work on the farm. Mm -hmm. My stepfather, however, went to the war and he survived. Well, my aunt's husband, she had, she had two children from him and he went to the war and never came back. So she worked for the government mm-hmm. and supported her kids. Until she remarried, and then she <coughs> just looked after her husband and the kids. But that was not a unique situation. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I guess back to the uh, um, situation, uh, like the dating thing. I guess try to keep it concise. Teddy, wanna jump back on? No, no, I guess not. Just ignore him. <laughs> you can keep arguing. But, um, so, like, it, was it, was that true? Like, I, I know, I, I guess it was, like, maybe 10, 15 years later from the war, from that, from this time over here, the, from that 1939. survey. 1939. 1939, or even, like, 20 this? years later. This was 1932, which is, it's probably been, like, 20 years yeah. later after... Yeah, when people when we started coming back from the war. Um, well, then again, it, it just depends on where you lived and what what your family values, what church you went to. Did you did you get married for freedom, or did you like oh like it was like genuinely for love? Like, maybe a little bit both. <laughs> There's a difference between love and lust. Okay. Oh, this is a Christian right and bluntly. Oh my God. Oh. 
and then when you wake up from lust, you find out you're married. Hey, oh, that's so a it was, it was, shocker. I guess it'd be similar to like, like uh, a Las Vegas wedding, like where you're just like you get super drunk one night, and now you're like, oh wow, cool, we're married, I guess. How, when, and who was the husband? That is the thing. Like, girls just like, I want to be the husband, and just like the guys just like, all right, I'll be the wife. No, no, that that was maybe now, but no, that was not then. No, okay. Well, I'm sure some were. I mean, all marriages are different. Hmm. <laughs> I think during my youth, most people would have found their husband at church, at school, at high school, right, or university if they went. Yeah. Or at work. Okay. I found mine at a lower rank, but I mean, to each his own. <laughs> props to that. <laughs> Especially since I know you're like, it, it wasn't just like, oh, it wasn't just for love. No, you you got more than that. <laughs> what? You're, you're going all the way, man. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you, you had your priorities. And you're just like, yep, this is exactly what I'm marrying for. Cool. Yeah, I don't think it was that, I was that cognitively aware. I mean, probably not, but at the same time, like, it, it, like, it might just be like you... It's you not just... like going to the superstore and going through the oranges and saying, yes, I like that one. It's no, it's no, it's not like you're taking like taking a watermelon and be like, like knocking Have on, a knock on it. Let me knock like, on your head, see if you're hollow. Okay, cool. There's a lot of filling in this. That means he's got he has a lot of he, he's got a lot of brains in him. Okay, the dog needs to go out. So I'll leave you to to talk to people about the difference between lust and love while I let the dog out. That this is all new information to me. Usually we just kind of talk about like. I don't know, uh, just her history with things. I didn't know all you didn't that. You know old people had lust when they were young? I mean, I know they have them now, especially at old folks' homes. <laughs> I always thought, like, everyone had, like, a very Puritan view of, like, the world. Oh, all right. And, I don't know, I never fully... No, I... I don't think they ever had a Puritan view, even in my grandmother's time. I mean, that's... I don't... <laughs> How do you end up with 49 children if you have a Puritan's view? 49 grandchildren, rather. Oh, oh, oh like 49 children? No. Like, that's, that's like... That's like... Things you, yeah, that's, that, that's like you... That's like... People actually being like, we're going for the world record here. This, this is gonna be a, this is gonna be a thing. This is not gonna. Okay. That's like having a kid, at least once a year, or like, and then you try again because no, no, you wait like the nine months. Yeah, I'm just saying, like forty nine kids. <laughs> okay, I need to find out what the the most amount of kids are. I'll find that out afterwards because, I mean, aside from Genghis Khan. I'm pretty sure it didn't go up like past 20s maybe i don't know 
I don't know. So I'm looking at the uh, people with the most amount of births, like recorded births uh, from one person um, and, you know, one parent, I mean. And so far, what they have is with the record of 867, I mean, I'm pretty sure like, you know, Genghis Khan beats this, but like there's no record of it, right? Like, a, like what his actual number was. So this is the actual record of like this guy. He his name is Ismail Ibn Sharif. He was a monarch or, or a sultan of Morocco who had a harem of 500 women and regis registered 525 boy births, 342 girls, girl births, and in total, an observation was made of 140. No, sorry, 1,042 children, and then eventually, um, after his death. A total of like 1,171. Those are recorded, mind you. He might have had a, a couple more like children on the offhands. Like after after his death, they find another more like more than a hundred more kids related to this one guy, right? That's nuts to me, right? The, the guy, the, the next guy right below him was a guy named Bertolt P. Weisner. Uh, let's see what he's about. He was a scientist with a record of uh, between 300 to 600 plus, right? Here's what it says about him. The scientist used his own sperm to impregnate customer, ugh, customers between 1943 and 1964, he is the father of Eva Ibbotson uh, via a marital relationship with her mother, separate from his clinical work, as well as two children by Dr. Mary Barton. This guy was a scumbag. I mean, just like impregnating, like, just for, yeah, just for science. We're just going to throw a whole bunch of, like, sperm and women's parts for science yeah you, that's totally a thing wow and the ne next one was uh augustus the second the strong right he it's literally a king right augustus was the elector of saxony king of poland with his wife christian eberhardine of brandon harburg bray ruth I think I might just t turn this into another podcast, but, like, this is just interesting to me. Anyways, back to the end of the podcast. Alright, so you said you wanted to mention, you mentioned, you said you wanted to mention something like, um, like, uh, with birth control. Oh, birth control. And how that affected, like, oh, I'm the sure, decision. Oh, I'm sure it affected the decision to get married of many people. Mm -hmm. Was My that? daughter... My second daughter was born in 1962. Mm -hmm. And up until she was born in Canada, it was against the law to use birth control mm -hmm. or for a doctor to prescribe birth control. And when that law was changed, it was like, oh, I didn't even know it was illegal before that, but I'm sure people didn't know. So, so was was so birth control was illegal. Were like were, were like condoms a thing? Were like were were other contraceptives a thing? 
Well, I'm, I'm just saying that as long as the church frowned upon birth control, and they did, they frowned mightily on birth control, mm -hmm. and the government I mean, there's still churches that do that. considered birth control to be illegal, and there, there was laws on the books that said it was illegal mm -hmm. for them to prescribe and for women to take birth control. Mm -hmm. um, you probably have younger age marriages. But now that... Well, okay, was that, was that out of like wedlock, I guess? Like, you, you got married because there's like a, a kid on the way and like you don't want to have a family under the eyes of like the Lord or like... Or the law. Or the law or something like that. Well, it was not even before you were married. It was while you were married. Like, you could be married, mm -hmm. and it was still until 1962 against the law to, use, to, to prescribe birth control. So, I guess. The more women had control of their jobs, their futures, their bodies, their, you know, like, reproductive parts, um, and, like, the more control they had of, like, whether or not they want to have kids, that's when, you know, women are like, well, we kind of don't want to get married yeah, now, I we'll guess. Wait. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, uh, I've dated someone that was, like, she was 34 and I was 21 at the time and yeah I mean like that's a huge age like but like you know reverse reverse the genders like you know that's nothing mm -hmm. right there are literally 30 year olds 35 year olds getting you know like uh, trying to date like 18 year olds and that's still kind of like weirdly gross because you're almost the same like twice this person's age but like apparently it's okay with women women but um with that i guess ex-girlfriend she was i don't know uh I, she wasn't okay with marrying until she was fully financially stable right and Smart woman. yeah and I, I i i agreed i was just like cool um didn't work out obviously but that was a thing. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, marriage and like the kind of rules that come with it are very interesting. I mean, rules more like guidelines, but like I don't know they they become. I feel like they're more and more looser. These past couple of years, not even just like um maybe even like a decade ago, it would have been like completely different from what it is now. Yeah, oh, probably was. Right, and like, there's women, obviously, and like, this isn't like this isn't a slight against women. Like, they can marry whenever, like, whatever age. Um, but like, they no, like, there are women that are just like, oh, I, I just don't want to get married until like, I'm at least thirty five, forty, and that's just kind of like the thing now. And like, we're just like, yeah, cool, that's cool. 
right? Just because they have that freedom. They, they, they want to pursue their careers and they're right to do so. So just, yeah, they're doing they it. Yeah, but they can have careers. Like, you have to think, like, in, in my grandmother's time, mm-hmm. and in my mother's time, Probably there were no first. careers for women to have. There was one career, and that was wife and mother. And you and stayed people at home were, most of the times. People were, individual women were breaking that rule, that expectation. Mm-hmm. But at great cost. At great cost? What, what, what costs? Well, they didn't have the freedom to do so. If they wanted to do so, they had to... Well, would, I guess would they... Uh, if They had to fight for an education, for one thing. That's true, and I guess it'd be hard to get a job, because prejudice. Well, the jobs were for the men. Yeah. But then, of course, the First World War came along, and they needed women to fill some of the men's roles, because the men's were all away fighting. Mm-hmm. And then the Second World War came along, and they needed women to fill the men's roles. But when the men came back, then the women were supposed to go meekly back home and resume their original roles, that. and that was not going to happen. Yeah, I didn't know that. I, I, I don't know. It was just kind of, I thought it was just like, all right, well, the, the men came back. These women are taking the roles. Cool. I guess we'll just look for other things. Or we'll just... I, I don't know. They were kind of like, hey, the guys are back. Fuck off now. Yeah, that's exactly. Like, uh, wow. You were already getting paid way less. Uh, wait, maybe that was... Was that maybe a, another reason back then where, like, my... Maybe that, what, that's why they were being paid less because there was a war going on? Or was it just strictly because they were women? <laughs> like, oh, we need to save all these, all this money just so that we can, you know, I don't know provide I wasn't or donate in. to the cause. But then that just stuck. But the I, I don't know. I actually really don't know about this. The suffra- suffragette movement happened. The right to vote over that. Yeah. Yeah, because they all they were already having a lot more power. Mm-hmm. Right. This was in the sixties. No, no, the 60s was when Laura was born. When, when, when was the suffragettes? That was the 40s. Well, the suffragettes started, oh God, I think my grandmother was a suffragette. Oh, way earlier. Yeah. Wow. I don't know my dates real well, but I, I think I was raised by suffragettes. I mean, yeah, I believe that. Considering, like, how strong you guys like all you women are in the family line you're just <laughs> not gonna lie some of you scare me <laughs> in different ways <laughs> like Bailey like she surprises she she doesn't like scare me in a, say, in a sense but like she surprises me all the time I'm just like oh are we even allowed to say that and like that kind of thing like you know she in a sense, expands what I know about the world, but, like, I guess that's a good thing. I don't know. Not, like, in a scary way, but it's just kind of, like, sometimes it's just, like, I didn't even know that thing existed. Okay. Cool. Sure. <laughs> I don't know whether to be terrified or excited. 
I don't know. But uh yeah, wow, that's that's kind of crazy. I just knowing more about like my history like that is just and like the ability to, you know, like find romance. Uh, I mean, I'm 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 pretty sure I'll have other guests in the show. And uh, I, I definitely do have some friends that want to talk from their experience. And maybe then we might talk about the more modern side of these things. I just wanted to kind of like illustrate the differences of, I guess, the mentality back then versus the mentality now, right? And we could always have Nan back <laughs> um, if she likes. Uh, I think this was fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, maybe we can talk about the... Uh, you had your first husband. You wouldn't talk about the second husband. The one that was like. It was the first. Sorry, sorry. The... Yeah. And you know, I don't know. Every single time, every single time you talk about him, you always have this kind of like a, like, like this kind of like a kind of like look. And I'm like, oh, so nice. Well, he was nice. He was. Um... First one's just completely all about sex. <laughs> You said it was all about lust, and I'm like, oh my god, holy shit! I guess it was all about lust. Uh, I mean, like, yeah, no, I mean, like, I, I, I kind of understand that. I, I know there's like, I've gotten into a couple of relationships where it was there's nothing past the uh, exterior of things. It's all like, I don't know what we saw each other physically and it was just like oh cool yeah you try to talk in a, a deeper sense it was just like i don't like talking <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> and i'm pretty sure she felt the same way so i'm like it's mutual and i understand why it didn't work out and obviously i don't know i, I, I like intel intelligent women i like having intelligent conversations mm. so i just you know Definitely one one of the reasons why I'm dating your granddaughter. But I think that is about it for this episode. We actually ran for a little longer than an hour. Uh, thank you, Nan, for joining us in this crazy, crazy. I mean, like actually, legitimately crazy. I didn't know. <laughs> episode of uh, me and my imaginary friends, the podcast. Nan gave me like, or made me use the gin honey. And now I'm partially drunk. <laughs> it's okay. It's not gin honey. It's honey made from elderberries. Yes. Which is what you make gin no, out of. No, no. Gin, gin is from um, juniper berries. Juniper berries. What do you make? What do you make out of uh, elderberries? Gin. <laughs> well, now I just seem stupid. <laughs> no. Okay. How Thanks, are you man. supposed to know? I, I thought it was like one thing over the other. It's like, oh, now we're gonna go get drunk from like toast. Cool. You wish. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that can be a thing. I mean, you can get high from toast. You can actually bake bread into uh, bake weed into the bread. Oh wow. That'd be, that'd be another thing. We'll, maybe we'll even make that in the future. But <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no? You don't want to try. Weed, uh, no, weed bread? No, no weed bread for me, but you're welcome to drop it. Okay, well, but yeah. But not with my granddaughter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'll 
I'll, 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 I'll promise you that. Oh. Okay. You never said my fun. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh, so, I guess I'll see you guys next time. Bye! Bye! <laughs>